Welcome back. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, and I am Pastor Nate Johnstone. And I am Paul Anderson. I gotcha. You got me. Yeah. You jumped in and introduced yourself. Yes. I'll allow it. As my elder, you get to kind of do what you want. Um, so we are in a... Not s- by much. A few years, maybe. Just a few. Well, quite a few. Um, so we have been in a series of podcasts now about the cross, specifically the healing power of the cross. And, you know, a lot of theologians have pointed out over the years that Everything we need in life and everything we need to succeed in the Christian life, it's all found in the cross. It, it Ultimately, it all goes back to the cross. Jesus is the focal point of all scripture, all human history. It all points at Jesus. And the culmination of the Jesus event was the cross itself. All creation, I think, points to the cross. We're after the cross now, so we point back. Just like all the Bible after the 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 crucifixion of Jesus points back at the cross. Everything prior from Genesis on points to the cross. So this, it is the landmark defining event in human history. And Paul, Paul said, God forbid that I glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you got, you got good evidence. And and he also says, I I determined to know nothing after a, after a failed attempt to be a philosopher Mm -hmm. in Athens. He comes and he says, I determined to know nothing among you except for Christ and him crucified. That's it. Because that's at the end of the day, all that matters. So the cross is, it's it. Mm-hmm. And that atonement and that healing that we receive because of what Jesus already did for us, it cannot be overstated. It cannot be overstressed. And I truly and honestly believe that if more of us in America understood what we already have in Jesus Christ, what is already ours, which is to say everything, because every good and perfect gift has already been given to us and poured out on our behalf. If more people realize that, we would already be in revival. Mm-hmm. And we would already be selling our own possessions to give to the poor. And we would already be doing all the things Jesus called us to do. Mm-hmm. If we understood who we really are, through the cross. Most of us have a very low opinion of ourselves. And Jesus does not. Uh, God the Father does not. Because when God the Father looks at us, he sees his son Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like us to keep that at the front of our minds more often. Who we are, whose we are. And we've been talking about that and how the cross brings us healing. And how we can walk in that healing today. Because of what Jesus did. For us, And so we talked about how the cross brings healing in relation to sin, healing from sin, both the sin condition we find ourselves in on this planet in general, this, our own sins and the sorrow and penalty we brought on ourselves for our own sins. Jesus healed that on the cross by paying those dues for us, those debts. And we receive healing for over the power of sin because the power of sin has now been broken in our life as well. So we're not in bondage anymore to sin like we used to. We're not saying that we can become 100% holy and sinless in this world. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying that we already are righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are dressed in white. We're not in filthy rags anymore. Mm-hmm. And Jesus made this really, really clear. Uh, at, at the Last Supper, when he 
apparently in the middle of the meal, <laughs> I, don't, we don't, I don't know exactly when, he gets up and starts washing all the disciples' feet, you know. And Peter's like, no, this seems inappropriate. I should be washing your feet. You're God. You're holy. I'm not. And Jesus says, no, you've already been cleansed. You just need to get your feet wiped off. And I think that represents, to me, the Christian life. We, we're, we don't need to get right with God. We need to simply get our feet washed. We need to repent, confess. Uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins because he already forgave us our sins mm -hmm. <laughs> on the cross. That's what the cross was all about. And so to anyone listening who feels too ashamed to approach God, who feels like when you lie in bed at night and you're not quite sleeping yet, that you don't pray because you're afraid to or because you feel shame or because you don't think you're worthy, those are all lies. None of that is true because the cross made you worthy. And the cross takes away your shame. You just got to let it go. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that in relation to sorrow as well. The sorrow we experience just from living this life. Um, maybe it's from life in general, from things we've done, or from things that have been done to us. We talked about people who are victims of father wounds and of other different things that have taken place that really hurt. We are healed from those things through the cross. We just have to let it go and bring it before the Lord, and he's faithful mm -hmm. to heal us from sorrow. And he's also faithful to heal us from sickness. And we see that in Scripture as well, that by what Jesus did on the cross, we can be healed from sickness. And when I say sickness, I mean physical sickness and mental sickness. Um, mental illness, physical illness, physical conditions, genetic conditions, injuries, diseases, you name it, God is a healer and he wants to heal us and we get that healing. We have access to it because of the cross. So Paul, say more about that. I will. First, let me say that was a good review. Thanks. Well, I, I, was, well I was here, so I remembered it. Oh, yes. That's how I, that's how that's I, right. how I did it. <laughs> okay. So the cross brings healing from sickness. Matthew the author of the first gospel, was a reject like Jesus, but of a different kind. He collected taxes. Jesus made the right choice in calling him. Years later, Matthew painted one of the most beautiful portraits of Christ ever penned. When Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, Matthew thought back on the day, adding these words. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and carried our diseases. That's from Matthew 8, 17. So I find no greater reason to pray for the sick than this, that when Jesus died, he carried not only our sins and our sorrow, but our sicknesses as well. In fact, Matthew saw that and referred back to it when he wrote his gospel. May you who are listening know the power of the cross in your life in all three of these areas. Healing from sin, healing from sorrow, and what we talk about tonight, healing from sickness 
this is a really big topic and we're going to focus in on talking about healing as it relates to the cross because mm-hmm. that's the that's the focus of this series and in the future we will do a whole series on healing for sure good um i promise listeners uh but i just want to say one thing and that is that i bet you a lot of people believe that jesus heals us from sin and i bet you a lot of people believe that jesus can heal us from emotional wounds from sorrows from griefs but i think fewer people believe that jesus can physically heal us today Mm -hmm. whether it's a physical or mental ailment for some reason a lot of people have a difficult time believing that that can happen today even if they believe that jesus did it in the bible because by the way it happens constantly and casting out of demons falls under the healing category as well all the time scripture says and he healed all their diseases and he cast out any unclean spirits it's over and over and over and over and over again and so it was a huge part of jesus ministry some people say that jesus did teaching as the primary thing and then healing was his secondary ministry the thing he did the most or the second most but i think in terms of time i'll bet you that if that if we went back and stopwatched it he spent more time healing Mm-hmm. because as someone who prays for people to be healed um, mm-hmm. it takes time and uh, after a service one time in Finland I was praying for people for almost three hours straight mm-hmm. I've never taught for three hours straight I've gotten fairly close once or twice <laughs> Apostle Paul got pretty close once because the guy actually fell asleep fell out the window and died um, and what did Paul do he went downstairs prayed for him to come back to life and then went up and finished the sermon love it <laughs> absolutely love it he didn't take the hint that maybe he should stop talking um but it takes a long time to pray for a lot of people who need to be healed. So Jesus spent a lot of time on healing, is the point. Okay, this was a huge part of Jesus' ministry. It was really, really important to him to, to remind us. I wouldn't say teach us, because in the Old Testament, he is known as Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. Before God was known as our Father, he was known as the healer. That's true. And so... We need to keep that in, in mind. And if, if you're one of those people who've never seen God actually physically heal someone, whether it's a physical thing or a mental thing, it, it might be harder for you to believe it's true. But I dare you to just pray for it anyway. Even if you've never seen it, I dare you to pray for your own healing, mm-hmm. that of a loved one or a friend, and just keep praying and see what happens. Because if you keep doing that over and over and over again, God is going to eventually heal someone. And when, I, when I've taught on healing, I sometimes have said this. I've said, because people will say, well, I've prayed for people and they haven't gotten healed. And I always respond with, okay, you go out and you pray for 100 different people for healing and make a record of it. Prayed for Joe this day for an arm, didn't get healed. You make a record. And if after 100 people... You have zero people that were healed. I will give you $1,000 cash. (laughs) I have said that multiple times when teaching at seminars, conferences, and stuff like that. Nobody's ever come for the money. Because if you pray for healing for 100 different people, somebody's going to get healed. God's probably going to do it. Because if you pray for 100 different people, that means you have faith. Because most people quit after three. Mm Mm-hmm. You pray for the third person, God, I guess God doesn't do this. 
but if you keep doing it, um, that, that demonstrates a pretty great faith in my opinion. So, so far I haven't lost any money on that. And even if someone did come up and ask, I, I would happily invest a thousand dollars in that person who had that much faith to keep praying for people after 99 failures. Okay. I think it'd be worth it. And so that healing comes through the cross. Mm-hmm. The suffering and death of Jesus made a way for us to experience healing, not theoretically, but actually. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, right? That's exactly what Matthew is saying. He interpreted the work that Jesus did for Peter's mother-in-law back to Isaiah 53 that we have taken to apply to sins, but he applied it to sickness as well. And so I, I see no greater reason for praying for sickness other than that's what Matthew saw. Mm -hmm. He saw Jesus the healer and applied it. He applied that to Isaiah 53. He took our infirmities, carried our diseases. So that's what he did on the cross. It is. And that's the example of Jesus. He lived it out. He went around healing people all the time. And then by dying on the cross, he made a way for us to enter into that same ministry. All yes. of us within the body of Christ to enter into that same ministry because we are now the hands and feet of Jesus. And as you know, many times in Scripture, Jesus lays hands on someone to heal them. That's that's a common part of the practice. We're not going to talk about that this week. But when we are the hands and feet of Jesus, that's an important metaphor mm-hmm. because what what did Jesus do with his hands? He healed. He reached out to heal. Not just emotional wounds, but physical and mental as well. And this is not just our, our, um, our belief is that this is not just something that happened in the Bible, in the New Testament. And that where Jesus' example was nice, but obviously that doesn't happen today. We don't believe that. We believe it does happen today because Jesus said to the disciples, this was right before he left. He said in a, in a command tone of voice, an imperative, he says, Go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. <laughs> freely you've received from me, so freely give. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to pray for the sick. And he doesn't say, interestingly, he doesn't say pray for the sick. He says heal the sick. That's right. He doesn't say contend with demons. He says, no, cast them out. I mean, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And so I don't think... The church today can say, well, this isn't for today. That supernatural stuff happened back then, but it isn't for today. Why else would Jesus command us to do it if he didn't intend us to actually obey him? Mm-hmm. And so I firmly believe... Very good point. I firmly believe all Christians are supposed to pray for people who are sick. Mm-hmm. It should be just as automatic as p- praying for someone who's grieving. Anyone we know who grieves, we're going to pray for them. Of course we are. Almost any Christian, from whether it's liberal or conservative or, or orthodox or Catholic, if someone's grieving, you're going to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Almost any Christian is going to do that. And I think we should also pray for anyone who's sick. Mm-hmm. Physically sick, mental issues, struggling with depression. We need to pray for these people. Yes. Um, but some of us, for some reason, we, we stop short of that. Some people have said, well, I would feel presumptuous, you know, doing that, or I would, I would feel out of place, or uh, I think some of that comes from bad teaching, some of it comes from false humility, 
Because it's not presumptive. You're not the one healing her. God is. We're not saying you all have superpowers, go heal people, and then wear a special outfit and get your picture taken for the paper. No, 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 no. This is just you obeying Jesus and allowing God to heal someone. And your prayer is a part of that, but it's God who does the healing. Would you agree? Absolutely. And so how do we walk into the healing that Jesus got for us on the cross? If, as you are saying, as Isaiah clearly says, and Matthew clearly affirms, if through the cross of Christ, we now have access to this bank account in heaven full of healing, Mm -hmm. how do we access that bank account? Because again, my back is hurt right now. I feel pain right now. So I have in this heavenly bank account metaphor healing. How do I get it to affect my back right now in the real world? Sounds like we need to pray for you, but let's do that I'll after. To, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> after this podcast. Well, how did I get healing? to overcome the power of sin in my life. I believe that Christ did it. I saw it in the scriptures, especially in Romans 6, when I studied that in seminary. And I took God at his word and said, okay, I believe it. I trust in you for it. And it worked. So in the same way, if I believe that Jesus died also for our sicknesses, then like you say, when I see someone with sickness, I say, well, I want to pray for you. I did it today with two different people. I I do that as a matter of course several times a week because I run into sickness a lot. So that becomes a style. Do I see it happen? The majority of the time, I don't. Not yet. I believe that I will, as I keep trusting. I, I'm sad that we're not seeing more happen, but I'm going to keep believing, trusting that that will. And I, I would argue that the fact that you're continuing to do it in the face of, dare I say, failure, unsuccess, not at least not realizing the outcome you would like to realize mm-hmm. of healing taking place. The fact that you're still doing it demonstrates either faith or insanity. Yeah. One of the two. And because you are doing this in obedience to what Jesus says, I'm going to go with faith. Yeah. But the reason a lot of people don't continue praying is because they're like, well, this is obviously not going to work, which is strange because why? Why should it happen automatically and immediately? Because every time Jesus teaches on prayer in the New Testament, every time he teaches on prayer, he teaches the concept of perseverance in prayer. Mm -hmm. Every time he teaches on prayer, it's about perseverance, meaning you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep praying. Go ahead and look at them. Study prayer. Look at all of Jesus' prayer sermons. They're all about perseverance, steadfastness, faithfulness, continuing to pray. And we have a good father who likes to give good gifts to his kids. It's not about convincing God to do something he does not want to do. Yes. It's about praying, 
something that God does want to do into reality. It's basically, it's living out the words of the Lord's Prayer, which is, Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth. And so, Lord, we want your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth like it is in heaven. Because God's will isn't always done on earth. Example number one, sin. He doesn't want us to sin, but people still sin. Because we have free will. And he wants us to be healed as well. Mm. We're not always mm. healed. Why? Probably a similar complication to the fact that we live in a fallen world. And so if we continue to pray and pray and pray, that healing is eventually going to be seen. I'm thankful. And this that... comes from someone who was born with a genetic condition. I haven't talked about that that much on the podcast, but I, I'm chronically ill and have been since I was born. Okay. I have a genetic condition that is bad. Okay, so I, I have been praying, my parents have been praying, my family's been praying for healing for me my entire life, 41 years and counting. Mm -hmm. And so I, I totally understand the, yeah, but I've been praying forever and it, ha it hasn't happened. I get yeah. that. Trust me, I get it. But I'm still praying that God's going to heal me. And I'm still believing that he will. And as you know, we have a daughter with epilepsy who has seizures about every five days and that's pretty hard to see mm. pretty hard to go through is, for her and we've been praying since she was a, a young teen she's 40 now so that's almost 30 years that we've been praying and believing we're truly believing and it could happen any moment i am thankful that it works sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't always work but that gives me hope to keep praying for the times, the majority, when it doesn't. I uh, was sitting here in my office on a Sunday, and Rhea, mm -hmm. you know Rhea, she was at North Heights, and she said, Paul, you were mentioned in a sermon today from a visiting pastor. And I said, who was that? And she said, a guy named Pastor Monson. I said, oh, Chris. Mm. And she said that you healed him. You prayed for him for healing. And I said, oh, I remember that very well. Because we were sitting in, I believe, in my office here. And Chris told me his story. He said, I have had chronic pain every day since I was 16. And he said, I have migraines at night, and I, I distract myself by watching TV. This is a pastor who has chronic pain every day and finds it hard to sleep because of migraine headaches. And I got angry. I wasn't angry at him, but I'm angry that he, he had to live with that. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. And he said, well, I don't have faith for that. And something in me just rose up. And I said, well, I have faith for both of us. And so, and I said, you have something going on right now. And he said, yeah, it's not as big a one, but yes, I do. And I said, okay, here goes. And I put my hand, I said, I asked him if I could put my hand on his head. I didn't know if I was going to hurt it by putting my hand on his head. 
but I did, and I, <coughs> I prayed. And what I have learned, and I've heard you teach this, it's not so much asking that we do in prayer, it's speaking. Jesus didn't ask the Father to heal. He spoke healing. He said, be healed. And so, I don't always do that, but most of the time I And the, the disciples did it that way too. We read that in Acts and later on when they yeah. prayed for people. They didn't give big long speeches or beg and plead with God the Father. They said, be healed. Be healed. Stand up. Walk in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, I, <coughs> excuse me, I spoke to the pain. I spoke to the headache. I said, be gone. In the name of Jesus, Jesus is your healer. He heals you. I don't remember specifically all that I said, but I'm just... Which is good, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't want anyone to write down those words, because <laughs> right. this is not magic. Right. This is not magic. This is a loving father. Yes. Who wants to heal. Every loving parent wants to heal their kid when they're sick. Yes. I have so many times. And God does too, and he does it. Yes. And... Of course, I had done this many times when there was no change. Mm -hmm. And some people, they don't pray anymore because they've done enough of that feeling that, well, I'm not going to try anymore because I keep failing. I've failed enough. I've failed more than I've succeeded. Definitely. Me too. And so I prayed, and then I took my hands off, and he moved his head. And uh, he said, wow, that feels better. That feels a lot better. And that was the last headache he's had. Hmm. Praise God. No more migraines. No more. Amazing. And that was... And he had had that for, what, 20 years? Since, since he was 16, more than 20. I remember it from seminary when he was in seminary at the Master's Institute, and he would he would have neck problems and uh, head, head problems, and uh, and then we became closer friends. And so when he mentioned this, I rose up, and we I wanted to deal with it. I'm just so thankful that God had mercy. Mm -hmm. That was a moment, and he hasn't had any since. I've checked with him. We we pray together periodically. And I've checked with him. Paul, I haven't had any. So, praise the Lord. Praise God. God did it. And we, it's important to be humble when talking about things like this, mm -hmm. the supernatural and healing. We know very little. That's right. Very, 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 very little. Uh, what we do know is that God is a healer. That is clear in Scripture. He wants to heal. Mm -hmm. It's not a question of whether or not it's God's will. It is. It's clear. Mm -hmm. I am Jehovah Rapha who heals all your diseases. That's yes. how God defined himself. The God who heals all, all is a large word, all your diseases. Mm -hmm. And that was Old Testament. It's, and Jesus demonstrated that that's who God was by what he did when he was here. Mm -hmm. That's who God was, a healer. And he went around and he healed and he healed and he healed. Now, why don't we always see it happen that way? We don't know, okay? And when we do a longer series on this, we'll talk about some of these issues, but I just I want to make it clear that if you've been prayed for for healing and you haven't seen your healing yet, it doesn't mean God loves you less. No. It doesn't mean you didn't earn it. It doesn't mean that 
um, you weren't a good person. None of that. None of that. Okay. We're right now, this is another huge topic that we don't have time to get into, but we're in a spiritual ebb, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in the United States. You know how waves ebb and flow, tides come in and out. We're at a dry period right now when it comes to the supernatural, specifically healing and miraculous deeds, miraculous signs. Even when I was a kid, I remember healings being fairly commonplace. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I grew up in a church where people prayed for healing all the time, and that was normal for me. And when I went to college, people would be sick or injured, and I'd pray for them to be healed, and they'd get healed often. Mm-hmm. Probably one in five. Wow. Right now, it's probably one in 50, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? I mean, it's been, I can think of maybe three over the past two years mm-hmm. that I know for sure that I prayed for who were healed. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a tenfold decrease. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't want your numbers going in that direction. Um, and it's common. Everyone I talk to is experiencing the same thing, mm-hmm. with very few exceptions. And so why is that the case? No idea. Some things are given for us to know, and some things are not. Mm-hmm. And it just, this is the way it is right now, but it won't stay this way. Because if you look at history, this happens. There's an ebb and a flow in the spirit, for whatever reason. And I believe the day is coming soon, very soon, where we're going to go from 1 in 50 people I pray for gets healed back to 1 in 5 people I pray for gets healed, maybe even more. I think more. And... That's what I believe is coming and mm-hmm. coming soon. Yeah. And I believe it because God told me so. I believe it because I feel it in my spirit and the Holy Spirit, I feel like, witnesses to that truth. Mm-hmm. Even now as I talk about it, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And I also believe it because I've studied the history of this and it just comes and goes. And that's just the way it is. So it's we're due. Mm-hmm. And while we're in this period of dryness and waiting, the... The proper response, in my opinion, is to keep praying yes. for healing. Yeah. And we pray for healing. at We have a little church, Lydia House Church. Um, every week we pray for healing. Mm-hmm. And this past Sunday I said, you know, somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, why do you pray for healing every week? You know, it takes up church time. Uh, and I answered, because not everybody's healed yet. Mm-hmm. So until everybody's healed, I'm going to keep praying for healing because that's what Jesus said. Pray for the sick. If people are still sick, I needed to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Perseverance. Mm -hmm. It might take 10 more years. Mm -hmm. I hope it's 10 more minutes. I want to be healed before I leave the room tonight. (laughs) Yes. But I'm going to keep praying. And that's what faithfulness looks like. I'm not saying we're superstars because we keep doing this. But I do want to challenge you. Don't wait for revival to come and then start praying for people to be healed. Start now. Good. Because God gave us the right to do this on the cross. Isaiah is clear. Matthew is clear. The cross brings healing from sickness. Mental, physical, diseases, injuries, everything. Mm-hmm. Jesus took that and he suffered our suffering so that we could be healed. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to be. So why wouldn't we ask? Yeah. Um, do you want to pray for us to end for those of us who are sick? I'd love to, but I want you to pray for that tonight. Okay, I will do that. And by the way, you know, I talked about how this isn't magic. I, I think this is a really big deal. And we'll touch on this in a, in a, when we get to healing as a series later. But a lot of people do things a certain way. And the tendency is to think that that's the way you have to do it. And if you do it this way, then there will, 
person will be healed. And I don't believe that's true. And so you don't have to be standing in front of me right now with my hands placed on you for you to receive healing. You can be listening to this podcast 47 and a half months from now. And if you pray right now, you can be healed. Mm -hmm. Because it's God who does the healing, not the person who prays. And so I'm going to pray for you now. And I encourage you to hold out your hands like you're going to receive something from God. Because God wants to give you something. And it's important for you to actively take part in receiving that by faith. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be healed, hold out your hands and just tell the Lord, I want to be healed. God, I want you to heal me. And I'm going to pray for you and just agree with this prayer in your heart. Father God, heal this brother or sister in Jesus' name. I speak to you, listener, whoever you are. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive what it is that Jesus paid so dearly for on the cross. that You can be healed and receive it. And I encourage you to thank God for that healing, even though you might not feel it yet. Say, thank you, God, that you're a healer. Thank you, God, that by what you did on the cross, Lord Jesus, I can be healed. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. So thank him in faith, even though it hasn't fully been realized yet, you thank him for it ahead of time. Hebrews says that demonstrates faith. And Jesus said, so often your faith has made you well. You don't need a giant faith, a teeny tiny little bit, enough to pray, enough to ask. That's all you need. And I thank you, Father, that you're healing a lot of people and that we're going to get some emails from people who said, hey, I asked God to heal me while I was listening to this podcast and now I'm healed. Praise God. Please send us an email if that happened. I'd like to hear about it. And I believe that it will. So keep asking. Keep praying for others, your family members, your friends, people at church. Keep doing it over and over and over again. Because you have a good, loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. And how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So we receive your healing. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.